What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, B! Hey, The ball is tipped, and there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star in all the years. No one knows just how hard you want. Fletcher McGill is not human! Have a, maybe everybody could wipe their brains of last year's tournament, and then we could just replay last year's tournament with all of us forgetting what happened. I got a better idea. Do like Men in Black flashers. I, 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 I got, I got, a, I got a better idea. We've never had more technology, right, and ability to uh, do run queries and just figure out what game works where. Play the exact number of games. However many that is, right? 68 divided by, is it 68 games? Is that how many games there actually are? 68 teams. So yeah. 68 teams. So whatever the math is, not just, I don't, they didn't teach just me that at Cal Poly. You play the best, like the same number of games from 9 a.m. till 9 o'clock at night, Thursday, Friday. Cut it down, Saturday, Sunday, and just work through of just the best games of the last decade. But every game in that slot, and even have them staggered at the same amount. Like, now we go a lot and just... And have a guy maybe in the studio. I don't know exactly how you could do it, but I'm telling you, pick the best game in every slot. So the best four, five, twelve games, and just work your way. Just every and obviously the teams are going to change, but no one would even care. So, I think we would consume it. I remember uh, many years ago, John, when I was uh, doing radio show in Fresno, and uh, at that time I went to Fresno State. Fresno State was the local team, right? Our obsession was always about the little, the David breaking through the college to the to the BCS. Like, how do we get a 16 team playoff? And so one year we um, took uh, the real playoff, and uh, one of our producers, Christian Lukens, had a uh, Xbox or whatever, and he'd bring it in or a PS2. We simulated a 16 team playoff over the course of several weeks, and 
classic sports talk, John. We got real team reporters on as guests to talk about our fake matchups as if they were real. So we'd be what, like, did, was Fresno State in the dance? I don't even remember. I mean, we must have put him in. I don't know. But it would be like, you know, USC takes on Texas. Uh, Ryan Abraham joins us. And like real Ryan Abraham would join us from USCfootball.com to talk about the game or whoever. It was just big, nonstop. Yeah, big matchup, big matchup in the quarters. Oklahoma versus Ohio State. Let's go to Columbus. Yep. Here's Dan Wolken from USA Today. Like we did that for like a month and a half. I'm telling and you, Troy Smith. Would, Troy Smith is John, a great mobile quarterback. We had highlights. Christian, I forgot about this. Christian would he would record the simulated game and cut highlights. So it'd just be a bunch of Brad Nestler like to the end zone, touchdown Buckeyes. So my thought I, being, I think it's I know very a lot, easy guy. I know a lot of um, a lot of uh, you know the esports got canceled. We get the get the 68 best esports players in the world. They each draw a team. And uh, that would have been in the tournament. And they play out the tournament. So if the best esports basketball player happens to draw like Akron, hell, Akron's got a shot. Do, and then, and then those I, things air. Those things air with Nance. Uh, 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 we're holding on for dear life. Our, our last functioning event right now is the Players' Championship. Do you think we need the Players' Championship right now for just sanity? Like if, if it gets announced after round one, they're like, you know – we're just going to cancel rounds the next three rounds. Would that hurt? Because that, that's the only thing possible. Competition. Just just the viewing public that just oh, wants, a, wants something know, to watch. First of all, hi, everybody. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. Usually we record a podcast and it, it gets, you know, we like send it out the next morning. This one's going out right away. Consider emergency podcast protocol, John. That's the yeah. mode that we're in moving forward. But... Um, it's an interesting question you ask about golf because I would say as of so this is Thursday afternoon. I would say as of like Wednesday morning, in my heart of hearts, I felt like I knew where this was going with the basketball tournament. But I also was hopeful that a tournament with no fans would be able to go off for pure. And I acknowledge I just wanted I love the tournament. You love the tournament. If you're listening to this, you love the tournament. There's just a lot of fun associated with it. It's just Basic human, great fun, and it's month. It's a month long binge, um, and so you know that coming to grips with losing that and NFL free agency getting put like all these things. I just at this point I feel like it's it's um, you might as well just cancel it all because I I don't know from a sports perspective um, I've just kind of accepted that's what's happening. Uh, that it'll said, be interesting on, by the time watch people. It. Yeah, it'll be interesting by Friday morning if they play this. I mean, I'm watching it right now. It feels like they will. So but who knows? What was um, I, Thursday morning? To me, there have been like some interesting moments in all this. Thursday morning was really interesting because it felt like games were going to get canceled, but it was taking some time. But Wednesday night, the much into as Jeff Schwartz, I was talking to Jeff Schwartz on Thursday morning. He's like, man, poor Middlecoff. Didn't get to his basketball game. He's been waiting three weeks to see Zion. I said, I know, man. Uh, and I was texting last night because there was a point in time where everything else was getting canceled, but Zion was going to happen. And then well, it did. Well, run, run it. You, you, you jumped the gun, guy. I got huh. there, and I was about to walk in. It's not like I stayed yeah. home. I, I traveled an hour and a half yeah, to yeah, go okay. see you, Zion you and the Kings. Yeah, I went because there was. So you left your they house were gonna, time. I left my house probably at 2 o'clock. 
Now, okay. in fairness, I was using this. I, I was going to go see. I went to my mom's house, spent some time there. My little brother just had a baby. Baby was there. Brother was there. Kind of hanging out. Uncle John. At about, at about 6 o'clock, an Uber picked me up and took me to Sacramento. And I was feeling, you know, good in the sense of I, I'm going to risk it, one. Two, I'd already bought the tickets, so I, I was just going to go to the game. And three, there were there was another game going on. Now, right before I left and the Uber came and picked me up, the story, I guess it wasn't even a story, the event of the PA announcer in Oklahoma City telling everyone to leave happened. Right. And I was like, whoa, right. that's fucking crazy. And by the time I got to where the Golden One Center is, there are some incredible bars around there. There's a bar that I met my buddy Scotty Raber at that is a putt-putt bar and also has like bean... Ba- uh, what's it called? Uh, cornhole. What the fuck? Yeah, cornhole. It's got all these little events and it's got food and it's got a bunch of beer. It's really cool. TV's everywhere. By the time I sit down, I'm waiting for them probably about So everybody's sharing golf clubs. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, guy, the place is... The People sauced. just passing around golf clubs. What, what, it's just packed. <laughs> Of yeah. just, I mean, I'm talking all the bars, people in sack, you know, Kings jerseys, some Zion jerseys. Like, the thing, it was going to be one of the biggest games in the history of Golden 1. Now, the bar's low, but it was going to be a big, big game. B- based on the playoff race. Yeah, based on the playoff race and yeah, the team always sucks. Not based on Corona. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not based on Corona at all. So, I was like, damn, there are a lot of people here. Then, it breaks. Rudy Gobert has the Corona or might have the Corona. Then it feels like by about 7 o'clock, I look over in the TV because they got the Mavs game on, and it says the NBA season has been suspended. So then I kind of start look. Everyone kind of sees it, starts looking around. Well, this game's about to happen in 40, 30 minutes. People are like, what the fuck? And then we learn this game's grandfathered in. So once this game ends, it's over. So we're like, well, fucking here. We're going to go to this thing. Whatever. Go to take a piss. At about 7.28, because you know with the ESPN game, even at 7.30, it's actually like a 7.42 tip-off. So we're about to walk in, look up at the TV, breaking news, Kings because they had flipped to Cozumore and Gary Gerald, you know, like the in-studio show, announced game over. Jerry Reynolds? Yeah, Jerry Reynolds. I would say probably about 10 minutes before that, Sam Amick tweets, and this is where it got a little weird, one of the referees in the Kings game had been in the Jazz game where Rudy Gobert had probably had corona at the time. We thought he might have corona. I don't think it was official then yet. So I started thinking, well, this is getting a little weird. <laughs> like that's when that thing happened, not thing, but just announcement that I think the referee maybe told everyone, like, hey guys, I mean, clearly it wouldn't have been hard to put the piece of the puzzle. Then Five minutes later, Amick tweets out after this is, after the game is called, and they do the same thing like in OKC, right? The PA guy grabs a mic, tells everyone to leave in an orderly fashion, start booze everywhere. Again, guy packed. This is not. This was not going to be. Remember, I almost called it Oracle, but Chase Center on Tuesday night was probably less than a half full. That is not the case in Sacramento. The, the consumers a lot different. Their financial implications smaller town like the place was going to be packed it was sold out even with and corona was 
in a weird way, way more serious, right? A day and a half later, it was just taking on. It was just. It was just the avalanche of the corona was crazier than it was in that Warriors game, and it, it was not going to affect the crowd. So everyone's freaking out. As I'm walking out of the bar, I look. They have the box office. Like anyone that's been to a game knows, there's always a box office. You know where you pick up your fucking tickets in any stadium or arena, somewhere located on the one of the corners of the arena. Yeah, the line around the box office. The dude had to close the door because people are storming in there, screaming, "I want my money!" And I was like, "I feel really bad for these ticket people. Like they they had nothing to do with this." And then the story breaks right that some unnamed Pelican players refused. Like I'm not playing in the game because the Kings were sitting there ready to roll. Right. And uh, it was a crazy scene. I Instagrammed all these people just coming out. You know. It's, that's how it usually looks after after a game, right? So you no. never made it into the stadium. Never arena. made. It. We were we were gonna walk up the stairs out of the bar, and the arena's twenty feet away. So as we're gonna about to walk after both taking a leak and washing our hands, look up game canceled, and I said, "Well, let's go out and watch. I want to watch everyone coming. I kind of want to just see what this looks like." Mm-hmm. And they, you know, most people just walking. A lot of people, you just hear like. Goddamn Rudy Gobert. You heard a couple of those. And uh, just a surreal, just a weird, it's weird getting it canceled for something that is serious, yet it's not that serious in the sense that all these people were willing to risk it, right? Or maybe it's just the unknown still. Like, I think if you told everyone, if you get corona, you will die, people wouldn't have shown up, right? Even if they were going to risk playing the game. But I think the unknown led to a place like SAC, and I, I would imagine OKC, there are probably some parallels in smaller communities. The team means a lot. That place is probably packed there too, right? OKC's a playoff team. They're playing Utah. It's probably a big game. I have to check the standings, but for seeding. Uh, yeah. And I think you get in these smaller towns, like they're not going to be as affected by a lot of unknown. Like if you, if you give tangible... Like, the, it was understandable when I looked at the Warriors game and people weren't there. The, the wealth and the difference of people that go into the games, the money does factor in. Like, I'm not saying there weren't people at Warriors games that probably went because they're like, I'm not eating this money. But when I saw the reaction of people freaking out about, am I going to get refunded? I have the same question. I just don't have the energy to fight it or I don't necessarily need the money immediately. But there were a lot of people freaking out, guy. Yeah, I mean, I think the more money you have, the more you can go. Also, the less devastated you are, just potentially by one game being by your one by this was my this isn't your one game. They had a shot last night of a little girl sobbing in her dad's shoulder. Maybe she's there was a, a kid, Kings fan, or maybe she's been looking forward to this game for a month and a half. There was a kid crying, walking out. You know, probably like seven years old. With his family, I mean, yeah. no, no older people were crying or anything, but I, the no, kid no. was legitimately crying, and there might have been a chance. Could that be the guy's first ever NBA game? Yeah, or it's just been my dad got me tickets for my birthday in January or whatever. Yeah, and they're also well, here's just a, a kid. The kid here's thing another. Is, well, thing. Hey, kid, you're actually safe. Yeah, you're the safest the, one here, kid. We think. We the, think. We hope the Golden One was supposed to hold regionals next week. So, for example, the guy I was going to go to the game with last night. His girlfriend, for I think his birthday, got them two VIP tickets for Friday. You go all day. It's kind of like a, you know, like a Cabo type situation. You get a wristband. You get some free drinks. You get to just, 
you, there's certain areas of the stadium that not everyone's allowed to go to. He's like, mm-hmm. and Scotty's probably as big of a college basketball fan as I know. He's like, God, I was fired up. And that, by that time, March Madness hadn't been canceled, but it had been announced that no fans. So he's like, I'm not, we're not going to be able to go. I think right. at the t- last night, or I guess on Wednesday night, we just assumed Golden One Center is going to host a regional empty. And now, you know, it's just not even happening. Which was kind of understandable by yesterday. Can't, it's hard to keep up with the timeline. Ohio, who was hosting, I think, multiple regionals, or definitely one, had announced that they had kind of well, put Dayton, the fans. You know, Dayton, the Dayton games are the first games there. So those games were not going to have people in them. And was Dayton potentially going to be a number one overall seed? Yes. So they, would they have played probably at Dayton? More than no, D- Dayton was the, you know, where the first four get played are at Dayton, like the Tuesday-Wednesday games next next week. Okay, oh, that, okay, that's what it is. That's what yeah, it is. The, yeah. si- the 68 through 64 teams. Right. The, play, the play-in games. I got you. Right. I got you. Yeah. But Dayton, so, but Dayton, a mid-major, right, was scheduled to be a potential number one seed in the tournament? Correct. They'd had a historic year, right, for their program? Yep. yep. And now it's just over. And now it's over. John, let's tell the people about Sleep Number and sleepnumber.com slash ham. Nine out of ten couples prefer a different mattress firmness, some feather soft, some firm. With Sleep Number, you can adjust each side of your Sleep Number setting so it's just right for both of you. You got adjustable comfort. You got partner snore technology, sensing movement. Sleep IQ technology shows you personalized sleep insights. It's all there with sleepnumber.com slash ham. Science shows that adequate sleep is essential for our skin to repair and regenerate and getting seven to nine hours of quality shut-eye per night. Individual fit technology only at Sleep Number Store encourages our listeners to visit Sleep Number Store to explore the science behind the bed. Again, the Sleep Number 360 smart bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. And that's the key, guy. You want to get a good night's sleep. Like I said, beauty sleep is not a myth. And you want to wake up feeling like uh, fresh and ready to just kick ass and attack the day. And that's where our friends at sleepnumber.com slash ham come in. Yeah, the individual fit technology only at a sleep number store. So go to a sleep number store to explore the science behind the bed, discover comfort for you and your partner. You can visually see all your pressure points react to the sleep number 360 smart bed. Discover smart, effortless comfort with the sleep number 360 smart bed. Proven quality sleep. Come in now. Save up to 600 bucks on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds for a limited time. Only at sleepnumber.com slash ham or a Sleep Number store. Should we go through this sport by sport? What's the best way yeah. to do this? I mean, all right, let's just start with the NCAA tournament because it's the most immediate thing that was going to occur. And then we can go to the... I, I do think that March Madness in a vacuum, if we put them all in, like, is the biggest just given that that is the main event of the year for that sport. Like, the NBA, the playoffs haven't been canceled yet. Baseball, the season hadn't even started. Right. Right. And I NHL, think that's a big part of it, too, is that we have finality with the NCAA tournament. It has been canceled. Because Goodman, Jeff Goodman had tweeted earlier Thursday, which, like, every minute contains, like, an hour's worth of information. But Goodman had tweeted there was some discussion about having – going on a hiatus for the NCAA tournament, seeding, having a bracket out, and then potentially later, two or three weeks maybe, having a an abbreviated tournament, right? Where in like two weeks you have 32 teams or something like that. 
Because that is the crazy part is like in three weeks from now, the tournament would still be going on. In theory, there's a chance everything's cool in three weeks. Although I would say, I don't know, that feels optimistic at this point. Um, but the NCAA after that uh, has since put the kibosh on the whole thing, just canceled it all. So you're right. Since that is the most that is the most final thing we have right now, and we'll get to the NBA and the NFL, uh, we can't start with that. I don't. I think the thing that's hard to wrap my head around for me, that's hard to wrap my head around is like, cause I've seen a lot of this, like Gottlieb tweeted, we should let all the seniors come back for in theory, fifth year, whatever. They should be able to come back next year. Guys who were seniors or women who were seniors this year should be allowed to come back and play again next year, which I guess in theory, I don't have a great argument against it other than it seems like a little bit much. Well, what about the what about the teams that the, a lot of the majority of teams do not make the tournament, right? Because there's 350 Division One teams or whatever, right? Yeah. So those guys really didn't miss out on anything. Well, it's just to me that I mean, it, I, I don't really know that we can change next year's basketball season for the people that were seniors that wouldn't have gotten to play in this year's. I, I know what he, I know what he's saying. I was just giving a counter argument that, like, you know. Well, I agree with you. To me, that seems like an it, I, that seems like an overcorrection. Um, but what I was going to say is I just brought that up to say there's like you can have a take on that. You can have a take on uh, lost income for stadium workers. You can have a take on lost income for people who uh, are involved in things that are just uh, ancillary. Right. Local bars, local merchandise tents like that's merchandise tents. There's just one thing that is seasonal work for a lot of people. Um Uber driver like oh, we can go on and on and on and on. And obviously we're only talking about the sports implications. I think one thing that you see very quickly is live sports have become so critically important. And the NCAA tournament, remember, the NCAA does not run the college football playoff. They don't. But they do run the NCAA tournament. The college football I mean, I, playoff. I, I, I knew, th- I knew that, like, but not really. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little messy. But the NCAA tournament... John has to be if you had to I'm sure it's been written about if you had to guess what portion of the annual income for the NCAA the tournament represents it's got to be 75% I mean it's got it's 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 more than a 12th of the year and in terms of viewership it is an inordinate amount of people relative to who what people watch so my point is just live sports are such a unique thing and and just money making these days that the tentacles are, it touches so many things. It t- touches podcasting, podcast advertising. People aren't going to work. They're not consuming sports talk as much. Potentially they're not in the car. I mean, like all of a sudden schools get canceled. Kids are home. What if that parent is still working? How do you pay for childcare? I mean, it's, I'll give you, I'll give you a negative kind of snowball effect that that's going to have. Cause I think, some people understand this, but I don't think everyone quite understands the way college athletics work. There are two sports. I mean, every I would say most sports fans have heard this. Football and basketball make all the money. Like, I, if you just talk to a regular sports fan, I, I think they would say that. But when I say make all the money, I mean literally pay for every other fucking sport. Like, college baseball. And this isn't just about the women. College baseball, college women's volleyball, soccer, men's and women's, lacrosse, you name it. They, they're all in the red. They literally get... Uh, subsidized by those two sports, by bowl games, by the NCAA tournament, like you said, which is a huge moneymaker for the Power Five 
for most of these power, like how many teams was the Pac-12 going to send? Five or six? What was the SEC going to send? Five or six? Uh, SEC was going to be around four, I think. Pac-12 was going to be probably, yeah, five or six. Big SEC Ten? could have been five, but Big Ten was like was, ten. So, nine. yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's a big freaking deal. Like, they're, when, you're, when you're paying your women's soccer coach at Cal $175,000, a lot of times, and I'm not picking on her, or it could be the men's soccer coach at Fresno State, whatever, they, those – in a normal job, if I'm going to pay you two hundred grand, usually whatever you're doing generates some money. And that's not every case because for a long period of time, and I think it's still the case, the NBA finances the WNBA. And sometimes it's good; it's the right thing to do. In college athletics, you and I are unborn children. Maybe a girl, maybe one day she'll play lacrosse. You got to water and some seeds. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get it. I do understand. But part of that, and this is where I'm a little uncomfortable. Because the media is so anti-power and just money. It's weird, even though they love their own money. A lot of them have never made more money these last, like, 10 years with some of these different, with TV blowing up and them getting jobs. But, like, you do understand that for all this stuff to keep going, the I, I see this word all over, the greed, the greed. And I get uncomfortable by that. The reason a lot of people don't want to stop is because this is a machine, of money in, money out, money in, money out, and you have to keep money going. And part of it to pay for everything, you 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 are already spending money. You and I do it podcast wise, or we have an idea of what's going to come in, so you can allocate your funds, whether that's your rent money or whether that's paying for your employees. Whatever, we all operate the same way in some capacity, whether it's an individual with your income or what's a, whether it's a business with the money you're going to generate. So they're able to, yeah, you, you, in some situations, you make a lot of money, but we hear so much like Texas and Ohio State. Most universities are not just some cash cows. They need the cash like Washington State or whatever. Whatever cut they would get of the Pac-12 schools when they make a bowl game or make the BCS or make uh, the NCAA tournament is important for them to finance the baseball team or whatever. That's, that's part of this deal. So when I see the greed of keeping these sports alive. Yeah, the, the greed is is the business to keep going to pay for everything. I thought Joe Lake about a pretty good quote. And I know it's the NBA different than March Madness, but it's similar like, because everyone's like, I can't believe he had the audacity to say they're going to lose tens of mil- millions. His point was simple. I, I read this. Well, I thought Rick Welt said it. Well, he, Rick Welt said it, but then then which, Joe kind of said. John, sorry. Which, by the way, was the answer to a direct question. Like the idea that he shouldn't, that that to me was complete bullshit. Like, what, I can't believe he, he, he was said asked it. how much he was, mo- he was asked how much money they were. Yeah, they're lose. like what are the financial implications here? And he's like tens of millions of dollars. Well, I thought Joe just had one line today in an athletic kind of Q and A. Like our our expenses are really high, so business is all relative. Just like money's all relative. Whether you're you need two dollars and you're used to getting three, or whether you need a hundred million dollars and you're used to getting two hundred. It's all uh, just a kind of a. I'm trying to think of the word like a circular. It just kind of goes. It's an ecosystem, circle. yeah, yeah. And so you need to pay for it, and that's where I think like I, the NCAA again, whatever, however you want to quantify this, was taking social media heat. Like, how could they not figure this out and cancel it? Because there are enormous ramifications. Like, are are you good if I just tell you? Well, next year every Power Five school will will not have any women's sports because they don't make any money. How would everyone well, react then on social media? Well, it's not just women. John. It's Almost all the sports, instead of except for football, 
a lot of men's basketball and some women's basketball. Like those this, are this fre- and a few like fre- SC, it's a, a few baseball schools. For example, does like Fresno State men's basketball make money? I can't. I mean, can't imagine much, right? I mean, there's 350 programs, like you said. Most of them are not filling their arenas. The vast majority of them are not filling their arenas, but they are paying their coaches. Now, Sac State isn't paying its coach $700,000, but everybody's paying their coach pretty good money relative to a lot of times it's disproportionate to the income. I, I just um, my, my whole thing it, is there's it, just like that's a difference. The, but John, that's greed. why the tournament matters is because individually the the group is much more powerful than the individual. They need all of the individuals that in their own might not make a bunch of money, but as a collective they can put on big events and big tournaments, and that makes money for everybody. Yeah, so, I, I just think that there's a difference between greed and just trying to like make sure that everyone's kind of bread's buttered, where all of a sudden there are only going to be so many pieces of bread. Like yeah, Saban. Or, you know, stop in spring practice for SEC. That's no big deal. But it is well, a big deal to cancel the NCAA. And that might have some little ramifications too. But the NCAA tournament for billions of dollars that all get siphoned to all these schools. And Ohio State and Texas are the outliers. The, the majority of them are Fresno State or Washington State or Iowa State or some of these schools that aren't just freaking cash cows 24-7 and not have these huge leftover coffins of profits every year they need those to pay for everyone yeah well i mean we've already we'll, we'll get to the nba but if it's going to affect the nba salary cap next year then but Did you but read that somewhere we, yeah this has been the suggestion that this will especially if the playoffs don't happen right um not been a great year for the future nba salary cap uh, <laughs> well definitely well if the playoffs don't happen Remember coach, last year or, or, when they, when there were a couple back to back like five game series and people were like, well, that's not good. The extra revenue from six seven game series matters for salary cap. It's like God, that's a problem if that's that big of a deal. So you're right. If the playoffs don't happen, could we be looking at a salary cap like you're like oh well uh, we'll have a four man team Steph Wiggins. Well, th- those guys are already way over the hundred million or whatever the cap is, so it wouldn't even matter. I mean, I, but but in college, John, there's not a cap. There's just the contract that you have to pay all your coaches. So what does everyone take a 15% pay cut? Does uh, you know how does that work? Um, and keep in mind too, this is not just the NCAA tournament. This is all championships for this 2020 year. That means there's no College World Series. Oh, they Do you know said that? that. There's no. no College World Series. The baseball season just started. They've already waived well, the College World Series. So are they even going to have the baseball season? I don't know. I mean, that to me seems like it's up in the air. I would imagine they probably – I don't know. I don't know. Well, like when the SEC says they've suspended everything, they're not going to play baseball games for these next month, right? Yeah, I think basically all the events, your beach volleyball, your – because there's beach volleyball, (laughs) like all that stuff. I I did see someone was like – the SEC said no more recruiting for March, and then like Georgia's like it's up to Kirby. I'm like, well, well, of course he's gonna fucking keep recruiting or doing whatever. You got to just have a blanket statement. You have to. The guy, there's so many. It's so easy to kind of go from sport to sport. I know, I know. You, Which you do can, have to get. You do have to give. Just you do have to draw a line in the sand. You could tell with March Madness, it was relatively easy because it kind of snowballed. Every tournament kind of got on board. Then it was just easy. In the NBA, it did kind of feel, and I, listen, I'm a harsh critic of Adam Silver. In fairness to this one, I just don't think he has any power. Like, he cannot tell Vivek, Joe, Mark Cuban. He can't tell them what to do. He, he just can't. 
And clearly, I, if you go, well, what would Adam Silver's M.O. be? And you'd be like, I think he's relatively cautious on shit. And yet they were not. They were just going to keep playing until people fucking forced their hand. Joe Lacob included. And I don't blame them back to the sense of they just look at it simply. They're businessmen. They're not community organizers. They look at it and go, well, if you start cutting off my revenue stream, how do I pay for things? And in a, in a thing like Joe, who self-financed a stadium. Now, Joe's rich, but he ain't Paul Allen rich. He put all, he put all the chips on the table. And in, in theory, big picture, he'll be uber wealthy but I would imagine you know he's everything's based on these huge revenue numbers which he's talked a lot about to pay for this stadium which he went all in on which is not cheap in San Francisco you cut that off you even a guy like him you start like you and I get nervous if I mean like five thousand dollars I mean it could change my life or your life right if a payment doesn't go through you start getting like him it's it's all relative that five thousand might be five million but it's still again money is all relative and I, I some of this shit i see on twitter it's like everyone just needs to take a deep breath like really it all rolls downhill right yeah it, it all rolls downhill so when it starts affecting the major companies it only gets worse for us at more in the middle and the bottom because they do control the cash yeah, and once I mean, they and once they I, freak, I just, then a lot of and then a lot of streams get cut off, and there's right. not there's and and they are in this analogy, they got a lot of extra water. Where if I, if I just didn't get money for a year, eventually it would run out, guy. <laughs> like I would I would go to zero. You know, where the rich and I I see this and this is back to the NBA players like pray for Rudy and everything. Well, yeah, I would agree, but everything we've read, these guys are going to be okay. Also. One thing I've read is like these, the testing is really, really expensive, right? It's like over $1,000, even if you have insurance. Well, the Rudy Gobert, and Don, they don't even think about it. Teams just, if, if I had to fucking pay, well, they, if I might got corona. Pretty, who knows? Rudy probably doesn't pay for the test, right? Well, well exactly. So it's like, are, are we worried about, like, yeah, he's going to be fine. He has the access to the best of the best. If you, me, anyone listening to this gets it, what would I even do? And if I did get into a position where, John, you might have something, and I got to get the test, what do you just say, no? They're like, well, it's going to be $1,500. I'm like, well, I have insurance. They're like, yeah, your insurance covers 70% of it. It's still $1,500. Like I asked about the crown. You know, that crown's getting pushed off. I'll tell you that much right now because it ain't hurting. That's a, if I right. said, guy, you got to pay for a $1,500 Well, I, I have not test. quite followed the – because it's been happening as we've been talking, but um, uh, the – uh, I know there's been some movement to make that test free. Um, I did see some tests got... I'm not going to be uh, ABC News reporter here. I saw there was earlier... I read something about some tests got to Southern California. A lot of tests. I was talking to Schwartz, whose wife is a nurse. There's just a shortage of tests, which is problematic. The one thing you can't have is people not being able to afford the test. And at $1,000, that's a lot of people can't afford that. cannot afford that test. I'd say the majority of people can't, right? I think that's fair. Yeah, or puts them in it puts them you, into a predi- it puts them into a predicament. So Bobby Hurley tweeted John, the great tournament performer and uh, ASU coach. I respect the NCAA's decision to put everyone safety first. That said, every team deserves some recognition for their season success. Brackets should still be announced on Selection Sunday. Would you be in favor of Selection Sunday brackets this week? W- wouldn't wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it either. I would wonder 
the committee has to get together in a room together and they travel to do that. So maybe they would just go ahead zoom conference that bad boy. Um, little complicated, right? That some of these teams on the bubble, they didn't play any of these games this week. Yeah. I mean, that's you. You can only go off the information you have. I and mean, we do have a full season of information. So for I example, be, was, was he, was his team a lock? Like, were they in, they were projected in, but it was not, you know, they were like uh, a 10 or a last four in or how, depending how you look at it, like it was close. So if they would have been left out, they would have been on the big snub list. Definitely. Uh, but they could have been, but, but they they been a snub. Could have been, right, depending on what transpired here the next few days. Um, I saw somebody Who are they, who are they scheduled to play today, guy? Washington State. So what were the Pac-12 matchups today? There were eight teams left? Washington State ASU, which was an okay. 11-3 matchup. Okay. Um, Stan- uh, sorry, Cal-UCLA, which was a 10-2 matchup. I had uh, $75 on them to win it 13-1. to That pissed uh, By me the way, I told you win. the other day Sanford was not wow. a good pick, didn't I? Yeah, you, you, uh, you gave me some good advice, and I was prepared to win over $1,000. Um, Oregon, Oregon State, which was an eight-one matchup, which you know, civil war. You never know; could be an upset city. And then uh, Washington, uh, sorry, Arizona, USC, which was a four-five. So those were the games. Uh, so anyway, to Bobby, to the to, to the bracket thing, I wouldn't hate it necessarily. It probably would feel a little weird. I'm sure there'd be a way to do it. Uh, keep in mind though, and this we'll get to this with some other stuff. Like you need a studio crew for the TV show, right? It just you gotta. I don't know. I we don't really know what the status. It's gonna be hard. It's Thursday. Like, what are things gonna look like Sunday? Because things changed pretty quickly from Monday to Thursday. But I I wouldn't hate it. But I'm not like look. I know I've. Seen I think this it's now. I think I've it's hard in the right people, place, John. No, I I do one hundred percent. But I've seen multiple people now already. Thursday, March 12th, get on this seniors need another year take. I'm just going to go ahead and take a breath on that. My immediate reaction, that feels like over the top to me. But, well, I'll go ahead and give you my take on that in three months. doesn't really matter today. I'm going to give you a take on that right now. I feel comfortable giving. If this happened January 1st, I'm all Mm -hmm. for it. I think that would be more than fair you know, halfway through the season or whatever, and it was clear they were just going to cancel. Like, they had done everything that had just happened. This was January 1st, you know, this that, that first week of the, the new year, and everything's already been canceled. Conference tournaments, March Madness, I'd be fine with it. I think we're pretty – and now I understand that March Madness would account for a large percentage of the pie for a lot of these guys. Like, it's a big deal to play in it for, for all these players. But I think given how far we're down the road – I think that's I, – I, yeah, I don't agree. I just think that it's just over. It sucks. Sometimes in life, it just doesn't go your way. But I, I to me, it's just too late. Just too much has already been played. Like, they did get a lot of senior year, right? That, I guess that's my point. Like, they got the majority yeah. of their senior I, year. Look, it sucks. Everyone wants the tournament. It's, again, seems like a little overkill, but I'm not going to pile on them. We'll, I'll let that one play itself out. What if we force Tua to return? Force Tua to return? <laughs> yeah. Well, like Tua, Herbert, Burrow, y'all got to come back. Is the XFL Lamb, canceled yet? J- Jerry, Judy? I don't know. I mean, fuck, does the XFL still be in play? Uh, I will right. say this really quick, a rant on yeah. the XFL guy. Yeah. 
I was uh, I took a couple edibles the other night, and I was on Sunday. I was really hungover, and I was watching the Kings game, and we got to halftime of the Raptor Kings game. Really, actually, one of the better NBA games I saw this season. I was like, there's nothing on, so I flip over to an XFL game. I watched 15 minutes. Again, my mind works a little different when it's when it's enhanced, and. You, they do some incredible shit on the broadcast. Like, I was blown away. Like the access they have to the offensive coordinator calling the plays. And then they had the, the mics are super hot on the line of scrimmage. So you don't just get like the quarterback. You get like, hey, move the blip over. You know, like you can hear a lot of like shit happening. Like defensive linemen going like, rotate, rotate. I mean, it's just real. I, you feel like you were there. And I was just blown away by some of the potential for like, is there a way in an NFL game that we could just do the offensive coordinator just in like a 10-second form, just X-right raise? It just was really cool. Even though you don't know what he's calling, and somehow, like, I think Desmond Howard or Joey Galloway, they, someone like that was doing the sideline. He must have the information because then he could chime in and go, they're, they're, running, uh, they're running double crossers here. He must know the plays, but it was just... I, I have seen a lot of on Twitter about the kind of the, and this happens, the media just wants to blow it up and just, this broadcast, this broadcast. This, and I had seen a little bit, I mean a very little, and I was just like, I think it's a little over the top. I'm telling you, guy, it was fucking awesome. Now, again, relative, it's Norm Chow talking to Shotgun or Cordell or whatever, 12-gauge, whatever he goes by. Oh, that's right, but yeah. I, you, but, but I could just be like, can you imagine Kyle going to Jimmy? Or Josh going to Tom, like it. I could see some NFL people seeing it and just their mind going, "This could take us to another level." Now the mic's hot on the line of scrimmage. The one thing that stood out to me, there would be some embarrassing moments for players of not like, "Odell, move the fuck." That's no. What are you doing? You know, and then it would go viral, and then everyone would be making fun of them. I could see the players not wanting it. Which I understand, but I, I do think the coordinator communication, if you just kept it really quick, it, it would be impossible to like have some rogue guy on the other team watching it and telling it just to go too fast. I do think you could do some of that. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great, but remember how that's how hard knocks used to be in in personnel meetings, and then they realized they're ripping all their players publicly, everyone's seeing it, and it got really tame. I'm only talking about, though, the play call to the quarterback. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't now, know. They, like they, I told you the they, last time. I don't know if I want the play call to the quarterback. Do you want to know that a reverse is coming? No, but again, when you hear the Kyle Shanahan, Norm Chow like play, you don't know what it is. I don't. Yeah. I just. I think it's just kind of cool. It's like you're getting some secret it'd information. Be like, it'd, be, it'd be like Peyton. We're paying you thirty five million dollars a year here. We got you. Got to tell people what the play is. <laughs> well, it'd be like though. You know when you're watching like a war movie, Navy SEALs, and they're like seven raids are left. Uh, over here, and you're like, what are they talking? And then they all know which I'm way on to your move. Six. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you. It's just cool to see. It did just give an insight to a to a sport that is really a guy. I worked in the sport, and I got no freaking clue. Still about fifty percent of it. It's like that complicated, which I think is a big fascination for people. Just give them a little bit more, because one thing that went viral later that night, there was a moment in that game where the quarterback came over, picked up the phone. They have those mic'd up. The quarterback told Norm Chow to calm the bleep down. You're ruining my my mental. 
kind of like you're freaking me out and then he hung up on him it's like yeah you wouldn't be able to do that like that would go do, imagine if that was like Breeze or whoever Rogers like that would go that would be the most viral video ever but but I, I just think there are elements there guys just keep no, an eye yeah. on some of their groundbreaking techniques in the XFL for sure and I think it'd be great to be able to you know, like the way they break down uh, turning point video, right? Where you get the you get the play, then you get the the on field mic'd up, then you get the post game audio. It'd be great to be able to turn around video from the first half, the big plays of the first half, and be able to access the play calls and the reactions. The defensive coordinator, whose DB just got burned, his phone call to be able to call all that together, do a quick edit, and turn it back around. So it's not live, live, but it's packaged in real time. That's super consumable on social, John, which is really what you got to be uh, packaging everything for. Here, here was my also mindset. Conspiracy would be a strong word. I mean, it just would make sense. I wonder if the broadcast partners, which are Fox and ABC. These are ideas they've had forever that they I'm would sure. just kind of want to yeah. show. So it's, yeah. it's. I, Big Cat had a great tweet today. He's like, "I'm gonna, f- I might be an actual genius now that sports are gone. Like we're gonna find out who I really am. This is we're gonna find out who we really are, guy. Because uh, you and me, I have no doubt. But there's a lot of other people I'm waiting to see how they handle it. <laughs> it might not. Be I, I've got, I've got some people earmarked. I've got some, uh, some targets out there to. To follow along here, well, maybe by week you know three we'll just list we'll just list our targets and just start talking mad shit. <laughs> I mean, it might people. it might just be a complete war zone. Yeah, <laughs> fend for yourself. And then there's going to be one of these moments. It's going to be like it. Everything has just com- just gone completely off the rails. And then one day there's going to be like NBA playoffs start tomorrow, and everyone's like, "All right, fire it back up. Everything's back to normal." <laughs> All right, John. Let's tell the people about Manscaped. Manscaped. You're going to be hunkered down for a while. You're going to be growing hair. Don't use coronavirus as an excuse to let your personal hygiene go. Who knows? Maybe nine months from now, a bunch of babies will be born. Manscaped.com. Use the code HAM. They get you 20% off and free shipping. Guy, we we originally got the Lawnmower 2.0 probably six months ago. A couple months ago, they sent us the Lawnmower 3.0. You and I have been trimming our bodies, our manly regions. Sometimes I even got the little, uh, it's the guy tramp stamp, but it's called hair just in that little mm. area, mm-hmm. right, in right above your butt. Of your back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I sometimes like, I, I turn around when I'm doing a little manscaping on my lawnmower 3.0 and I get that little area and then I go right behind my back because I got little patches. Uh, and I, listen, I, I can relate to everyone that has hair all over their body except on the top of their head. And that's where the manscaped.com promo code ham comes in, lawnmower 3.0. Best lawnmower that I've ever had, and I've had two of them. The 2.0 was unreal. This lawnmower 3.0 is even better, guy. Pur- it purrs. It purrs. It's quiet. Remember the old, like, peanuts that you had to plug in? were like, and you could hear it throughout the whole house. These are just, you don't even know what's going on. I know. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Plus, you got to get the crop preserver, John, the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You put deodorant on your armpits, why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Manscaped.com, promo code HAM. All right, now to the NBA. You told some of your NBA story earlier. Um, 30 days. NBA is postponed for 30 days. Now, just to give you an idea of the schedule, the playoffs were scheduled to begin on April 15th. Is that a Saturday? I, that I don't know. Is I'll it? look it up. i got my calendar right here. April the, 15th is a... Uh, oh, it's a Wednesday. Wow. 
the um, shit. Well, Wait. that's hopefully that gets postponed. <laughs> Please get the can't canceled. <laughs> the uh, NBA finals were slated to start on June fourth. One thing I I watched all of Mark Cuban's press conference on Wednesday night and. First of all, it's very good. He said, you know, none of us here are uh, infectious disease uh, controlled people, so we'll leave that to the experts. He said the one good thing, and I'm not speaking for the league, but the one good thing is we just look at all our schedules. We don't have a lot going on after June. So if we need to be nimble with our schedule, we might be able to do that. So, you know, at this point, I, I was pretty confident pretty early that the NCAA tournament would get canceled. Um, I, I, I would say, I think there's a chance that some version of the NBA playoffs exist. Although I would think if that happens, don't you think it's most likely that the NBA season ends as it's, it's, it's the NBA regular season has ended. And if anything starts back up, it would be with an NBA playoff. What do you think right now? Yeah, I I think that the seating is kind of set, which is just a shitty reality of the deal. I I also am with you on Cuban. I watched a lot of it. I, I think he's probably... He's been in the league a long time. He has so many unique experiences. He, he should really should be the spokesman for the league. Like I, I'm a big Lakeup guy, but I think sometimes, and I, it doesn't bother me at all. Like one of my favorite comments in the last like decade was the Athletics boss Alex when he said bleed him dry. Like I like aggressive talking. Like I'm all for it. It doesn't always resonate well with everybody though. Like I, I'm probably on the the minority side with those type comments. Most of it's like, oh my god! Like I just think Cubanists can be very measured for being a capitalistic killer. You know, I, I think when he talks, it's just he can just be really impressive, and he also can fuck around. Like he was on Pardon My Take a month ago at the Super Bowl, and he was funny as hell. Like he can be both, and I, I think he can strike the right balance. I, I would just let him talk more, just let him kind of just speak a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't think he can speak enough. Right? He, I, I think he's the most famous owner. I think he can just strike the best balance. And I think when he talks sometimes, he really was. Like, he'll even say, like he was poor 25 years ago. He didn't have anything. You know, he started all this from scratch and he hit it at the right time. And he can be kind of crazy. But I also think last night was just a great example of did you see the thing that went viral of when it found out like Rudy had it and they showed him the phone and he kind of like fell off his seat? It was like, I think Cuban just got the news. Oh, that was him reacting to Rudy? I thought that was him reacting to the NBA being suspended. It was either, maybe it was was either three things. Rudy, them canceling the game, the game that was happening, I guess, earlier than his, but during his game, or the NBA suspended. I'm not sure. It could be one of those three. I actually think the whole Mavs operation, then Carlisle talked after. Just pretty impressive. Those like those two guys are just high level guys that've been around a while that just yeah, can kind of handle shit like this. That's the other part. They've just been around a while. Like you think of just part of the reason he's the most famous is all his TV shows, all his entrepreneurial stuff. Also, he's just been one of the key faces in the NBA for twenty years now. And I think he's just kind of been a famous celebrity type guy at a high on a high level for like fifteen strong years now in a weird position where you don't really like you still get shit for owner stuff like players only get credit like you only get shit on you got to be kind of extreme to get shit on like and I'm not like if you miss a shot that's getting basketball shit on I'm saying like like LeBron's been personally kind of called out for different things do you remember the lockout in 99 mm-hmm. there were some comments made by like 
Patrick Ewing says like, yeah, we make a lot of money, but we lead expensive lives. And I think Latrell had a comment about like, who's supposed to make these Mercedes payments. I'll be like, these guys are pretty active on social. If the league is canceled for the year, you don't get paid. Like it, it ends. Do you think, or are we just too socially conscious now? These guys do live in a little bubble. Do we get an out-of-touch money comment from an NBA player? Of just like, how am I supposed to pay my rent? And then it comes from a guy that has like a four-year, $40 million contract. Or something like that. Because that crossed my mind yesterday. Uh, it, it's a good question. I mean, it's always it only takes one, and, and then that bet would hit. I do think these guys are pretty savvy now. Like I do well, think like they're it, pretty aware, and I think they're a lot of them. Well, all it would take, guy, from a community standpoint, would be Woj or Shams tweeting: "The NBA is discussing canceling all games. Players don't get paid the rest of the year." All it would take would be a guy quoting that tweet, right? With just some innocuous like, "How am I supposed to feed my family?" And it's a guy on like a seventy million dollar contract or something, just something like that. It, yeah. might, it could be semi harmless. Yeah, not I out of the realm because it only takes one. But I, I do think these guys are pretty, pretty, pretty savvy about how, how how stuff gets perceived. But this stuff's moving so fast that you can just get an emotional reaction from somebody, right? That because just, again, it's it's all relative. If you're making, that's why I million, am cutting people some breaks right now. <laughs> I I I completely am. Too. Like on Twitter now, depending on what your Twitter take is, but like. I saw the ACC giving their trophy to the Florida State Seminoles, and I'm like, what are they doing? And then I was like, you know what? Whatever. No one knows what they're supposed to be doing. They'll, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Did Florida State win the ACC? Regular season, yeah. They were the one seed. Yeah, so I, I got no issue with that. What but the idea of presenting them a trophy. Like, why are you presenting them a tournament trophy? Like, <laughs> well, did that happen in Oregon sure- today? Well, yeah. I mean, the I think a lot of the bylaws is the highest seeded team left in a tournament is the one that wins the tournament. It's crazy when you make these bylaws, like what happens if the tournament is canceled? Well, it would take a historic event like this to do it, but you still have to write them in the bylaws. I I was saying, I was thinking that too, like credit to whoever was like, no, 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 let's, let's just knock out, knock this out. And then we can go to dinner like 30 more minutes. Let's do the act of God part of this uh, bylaw. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm getting less and less triggered by people just on their crazy takes. Like, I get it. Emotions are high. Well, especially if I, the take is, like, on something irrelevant. If the take's, like, you know, uh, about life and death, then okay. But if the take's about just stupid shit, which a lot of stuff is, that's fine. Yeah. I went I, to the grocery I, store, by the way. Plenty of bottles of water there, John. Well, the NBA, do you think Rudy Gobert changed the NBA's future? Let's talk about Rudy Gobert. Okay. Not laughing. What kind do of funny? I, do, no, well, I mean, he made can, fun. He he made fun of it. So he, right? he did put you see out the a big thing on the mics apo- apologizing. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The mics because he's getting hammered not because he got COVID nineteen, but because he made fun of the whole thing, touched all the mics, and then had COVID nineteen. Um. So, firstly, on Rudy, are you, are you a COVID nineteen guy, or I, I've just been going Corona? Oh yeah, I go I, I go both. I just I like to mix it up. <laughs> okay, we're talking I, I, about it so I, much. I've been listening to some radio shows. Some drop COVID nineteen sports talk radio shows. COVID nineteen, right. yeah, a lot well, of go could, Corona. I've been going Corona. I, I just I, what's the protocol? I don't know. They both work, you know. I just don't want anyone to confuse about COVID eighteen. But um, so 
so so first on Rudy. Uh, Rudy put out a statement. He felt very badly. Rudy to me is like the guy in a movie who's always like spinning the six shooter, like oh, click, and then he actually shoots himself in the chin without realizing there was. Everyone's like, "Don't play with that man!" And then he shoots something, or maybe he doesn't actually hit himself in the chin. John usually he's like playing with it, like puts it in his mouth, click, nothing happens. Then he usually like points it at the air, and a real bullet comes out. Right? That's usually how it plays yeah. out in a movie. So, I'll tell you what. Thursday morning was too early for me for the "Hey man, everyone back off, Rudy." Take like, no, no, no. Let's go a little longer on this one with Rudy, because uh, it was pretty stupid, and hopefully. All the mics he touched, none of those people have it. Hopefully, if any of them do have it, they can get or think they might have it, they can get tested for it. It was pretty stupid, but okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll back off Rudy a little. Yeah, but you yeah, know, I don't. It, Scott Scott Van Pelt <laughs> called him patient zero on Wednesday night. That seemed like a little much for me, but. Well, I, I heard someone else call Rudy Gobert. I th- Windhorse called him patient NBA patient zero. That's assuming mm. a lot. That's yeah, a patient that's, zero that you fucking know I'm about. I'm all for like making I, fun of him for the stupidity of the act. I'm not going to start calling him patient zero. No, I, I, I'm with you. My, my issue with Rudy Gobert is the, like, and I, we, then his teammate, Donovan Mitchell, has it, the freak out. And this is where I'm a little uncomfortable when everyone goes, like, oh, thoughts and prayers to Donovan Mitchell. And then Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they all, like, hey, guys, I'm fine. Like, all the information we have is if you're healthy and in that age, nothing happens to you. Your body fights it off with ease. Just Get stay in your acts. house and we'll yeah, stay away from Yeah, like everyone reacts like people are going to die. To me, the craziest thing was Sunday night, by the time I had went to the Kings game, it was canceled. By the time I had gone to my mom's house and driven home, when I got home, checked Twitter, the Utah Jazz were still in the locker room in a circle with masks on because they had to quarantine them. Mm-hmm. The fucking players, guy. That's pretty nice. It was like 58 people got tested. Yeah, so it's just, turns out that referee who then was at the Kings game, the, the whole thing, it all kind of gets back to, I would call the Utah Jazz patient zero. Like, they got some shit going on. Because they are the team. I think the Raptors, did they play them? Yeah, they played them on Monday night. They got so they played like eight teams days. in the last week. They've played a bunch of games. And keep in mind, they, were, they played the Knicks at MSG. Well, the Big East tournament was at MSG, so they were in those locker rooms because someone was like, "The Big East tournament's going on. These guys are going to go back into the locker room where the Jazz just were." It's like I didn't even think of that. I didn't think about this either. I was in the car picking up lunch, flipping around the channels, and Gottlieb was on. And I think the one thing you forget in Grindy. basketball—I mean, I do—not that you forget, but you don't even think about it—is it is the one sport where literally every human touches the ball, right? And I thought, like, well, the referees don't touch the players. Yeah, well, he's constantly wiping off the ball and giving it back to the player in, in sweat-induced times, mm-hmm. right? There's just every, – even if you're not an offensive player, you get a rebound and you hand it. The, the ball gets – I bet if we just did a player list, if you just did, like, a program where the player were, like, little circles and the ball was a different color, every player in a game touches the ball, right, in some form or fashion. Whether it's just even the shitty guy that doesn't do anything takes the ball out of bounds after baskets – Right, literally every human touches the ball if you're on a basketball team, and the referees. Yeah, yeah. And that that had kind of because I was like, well, the, the, no one really touches. Well, actually, they do. I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I I do to your like in football, question, if you're a defensive if, tackle, you don't ever touch the ball all game, right? Potentially, right? Or a corner, or, 
Well, it depends on the who the corner is. DJ to your original Hayden, question, I don't think if Wednesday night, if they test Rudy Gobert and like, oh, he just has the flu, like Fred Hoiberg. Did you see that clip of the assistant next to Fred just lathering up hand sanitizer as Fred wow, is like he was freaking out, trying no, to I stay. Didn't. Yeah. Now somebody did say because people were killing Fred. There was a statement that made it seem like they knew ahead of time before the game was even coached that Fred had the flu, that Fred was sick. And someone made the point like, well, Fred still shouldn't be out there with the flu. He's getting other people the flu. Completely but, agree. I'll, I'll be honest. But anyway, sorry, John, I just want to say gu- this. Gun if, to if, my head, you said who's Nebraska's head coach. I don't think Fred Hoiberg is my first answer. Yeah. Uh, to answer your original question on, I don't think if he tests positive for coronavirus, that game gets canceled. And if that game gets can- doesn't get canceled, then the Kings-Pelicans game doesn't get canceled. And yeah. if that doesn't get canceled, then the NBA still might be playing on Thursday. And if that's the case, then the NCAA tournament hasn't been canceled yet. You could argue Rudy Gobert was the domino that took everything down. Well, right? and and it's not – I'm not saying it's um, – I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying – Yeah, because, he's because the here's the thing. To me, this idea that you were going to get through all these conference tournaments – and then the NCAA tournament with or or in the case where you played the NBA season with no fans in the building, right? This is evidence. You were not gonna get through the season, or you were not gonna get through a month, a month of March with all these different teams, all bus drivers, air travel, people still have to open up the hotel doors. They're still got hotel uh, I mean the uh, arena doors, hotel workers. Like they're coming in contact with so many people. If you looked at the Big East today when it was just friends and family, each person is still like you just think you're I am a I am a player. I am starting guard Guy Haverman. Well, friends and family might be five people. It might be two people. So just take 15 players, you start multiplying them, uh, four assistant coaches, their family, head coach, his family, radio guy, his wife, uh, cheerleaders AD. were there. I mean, all of a sudden it's like, well now these small arenas, we've got four teams in them, so there we got 5,000 people there in a blink. Maybe not five thousand, but I would say maybe three. So my point is, we were what was going to happen, and this is probably maybe Rudy Gobert saved a lot of people a lot of embarrassment because what was going to happen was they were going to yeah. try to play all these tournaments with either no fan, friends or just fans and family, and somebody was still going to get sick, and then they would have had to cancel the thing after that person come in contact with four other teams and nine different officials and fist bumped every scores table guy, and I mean it was going to be a mess. I think you're right. I, I think Rudy Gobert, through no, I mean, clearly he didn't want the coronavirus, but the way it played out saved a lot of people, a lot of embarrassments, and probably a, there are going to be a lot of lawsuits. That's inevitable. But I, I would imagine those would have been exponentially higher had games been going on in the NBA, no fans, and had the tournament gone on, no fans. It, it, fans and uh, family and friends, like you said, no fans. It, it would have been. There would have been it because you can't. Who's opening up the Golden One Center? Who's working at the Chase Center? Like, you still would have had to have workers there, right? Still would have been a lot of people there. Still walking by them, security checks. It, it would have. You're right. And, and they would have. They would have got sued even harder, right? Because they made a choice that would have been like you could argue negligence a week ago, and I, I think that there would probably be some legit arguments on both sides. I'm not a lawyer. Once it became pretty fucking clear, and they still would have tried it, because the NBA was going to do it without fans, right? Same with March Madness, and same with the ACC and all these tournaments, that they got they got bailed out by the force of this whole thing. 
And sometimes, you know, that's just the way the world works. Yeah, just, you, you, exactly. You had to be forced. You, 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 it was too many steps to get to. Let's just give away all this money before we have to. And so maybe. Well, if I, if I told you, Guy, what our podcast does in revenue, we got a partnership. And it was going to be 10 times the revenue we normally make. 10 times. What would you and I do to ensure that we got the job done to make sure that that went down, right? We would fucking cross oceans and jump over whatever to make sure that we had to do what we had to do to do the podcast for that revenue. Whether it was internet was down, I had to, we had to drive to Bakersfield, we had to do whatever we had to do to do it, we would get it done. So it's where I get back to the greed thing. I don't necessarily blame people. That's a little different analogy because that'd just be for we don't have employees or whatever. But if we did have a producer or three other people, it would make life a lot easier. And that's just what all this stuff does. It makes life a lot easier and functionality for all this stuff. Like I understand why Joe Lacob wants to keep the thing open. He's dependent on the revenue coming in to keep business going. He just is. Like that's that's the difference between the players. It's where I always do somewhat get the owners back in situations like, well, the owners are billionaires. Well, yeah, kind of. They have fucking these assets. If, if I bought this home for $100,000 and it's now worth $10 million, am I worth $10 million? Well, yeah, kind of on paper. But if I haven't taken out second mortgages or anything, I'm, I'm, my money hasn't changed. And the play, this is where I get to the players. Their only risk ever is always injury. And in sports where the contracts are guaranteed, like Steph Curry has no risks now. I'm not talking about Corona. I'm just talking about just in life, like separate from like diseases. I'm just saying like his one major risk being a player is injury. If he, if he does get hurt, what's the risk? He's still guaranteed the $200 million or Jacoby Ellsbury or baseball players where if someone at the Chase Center jumps off the top bowl to the bottom bowl and kills himself. It definitely could, it's probably less likely at a basketball game, more likely at a football stadium. Like, dude just jumps off and dies. You know who doesn't worry about that? Jimmy Garoppolo. Dude just jumps off at a Niner game, kills himself. Sherman, they just go home. You know whose problem that is? It's Jed's. Right. Like, they have all the liability for everything that makes it go down. And I think sometimes the media just loves shitting on owners where, and I'm not acting like owners are Muhammad Gandhi. My, my point is, though, that like, it's all, like you said, the, the strength, this gets back to the war, is in numbers. They, they all kind of work together, but they all have different liabilities in the situation. At the end of the day, really the owner in, in this has a lot more on the line in terms of, like, if, some, if they would have kept playing, Steph ain't suing Joe, but the workers are, or the media might, or whoever. Like, Steph just goes home if the thing ultimately gets canceled. I'm just yeah, using what, him as an example. You can use that's any you told me initially that Disney was going to stay open. I'm like, well, they seem to be opening themselves up to a lot of potential legal issues from their own employees who are maybe then, if I'm a lawyer, I'm calling those guys up. Like, hey, hey, guy that's in the Mickey outfit, do you feel pressured to go to work? Well, and see, he would say, how, hell yeah, I need the money. And how could he not, right? How could anyone that doesn't make that much money that is dependent on that smaller amount. If you make forty grand, you don't have leverage in a job. So when the guy tells you you got to show up, you usually just suck it up and do it. And th- those are the guys that really get screwed. By the you way, know? Middlecoff, I think uh, I do think all the college baseball season was like those sports were canceled, not just the championships, which would make a lot of sense. Well, the Ivy League canceled it. I know that. And if the SEC suspended play for everything, that means the baseball would be stopped. 
just a weird time. You know? Yeah. So um, NBA at this point, you expect? Do you expect to be watching NBA playoffs at any point? My my consistent overall reaction to all your questions today is an I don't know. I would lean probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? I um. And I, I don't know. And either. I'm not trying and, to be overreaction guy, but no, I know you're not. I I I. Um. I think you're probably that's the safe bet. Now I will say what you makes them unique of all the sports playing right now. Baseball's just beginning and their seasons very long I, I would imagine i mean they're postponed i would imagine we end up with a shortened baseball season there have been but so many th- bad tweets there have been a lot of great tweets too and somebody was like you know the problem for baseball is they're going to play a hundred game se- se- season everyone's going to realize how much better that is <laughs> that is a great tweet here, here but, would be the but, thing though the, with, yeah if if in a month it's kind of got contained but not really how could you justify just big gatherings again no, you couldn't. Yeah, but could you justify? And could at that point in a month, is there the potential? I like to me. There's the potential in a month where you say, "All right, it's mid-April. This is when the playoffs would have started anyway. Won't start them now. Let's make everything a five-game series and play the thing. You know, at the beginning, at the beginning of May, maybe shorten it up, and then we're with, fan, we're with almost, fans or no fans. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be hard. At that point, to me, at this point, if you're doing no fans, then you just can't play the games, right? That might if be you're the going no fans. Thing I've you- heard said: if if we got to go no fans, they ain't going to get played. If they're allowing fan, if if you get to this point where you can allow fans into events, then we can restart society. Yeah, but if you can't play, because it's it's yeah, you're lessening the chance if you don't let twenty thousand people in a building. But there's still a lot of people that are just. The other question is like in a month. Where are we? Are we being encouraged to continue to stay in our homes in a month? And you just plan on everybody quarantine? Just continue your normal podcasting practices. Let me ask like you everybody this on Earth has a podcast at that point. You think? Let in me a ask, month. Let me ask. I'm working from ask, home. <laughs> let me ask you: What will you do? Like, are you going to change your life over the next couple of weeks? Change it how? Like Wednesday night, Alyssa and I had to walk somewhere. There were two options to walk. We could either walk down one street, which is not busy. Or a block up, walk down a street that has a lot of people on it. I said, I said, she was ready. She didn't. I was like, let's walk down the street with not a lot of people on it. Fine. That's an easy adjustment to make. Probably overly reactive, but doesn't hurt anything. So we walk down that street. We make a left. The place we're going is on the busy street. As we step onto the busy street, a guy walks by and cough, open air cough, right in our pathway. Like, there was just Ugh. no avoiding it. And I'm like, I, after all those precautions I took, I just had to walk through that guy's cough. So, Like, will you feel yeah, comfortable will, this weekend going to dinner and stuff? You know, went to dinner uh, on, like, Tuesday night. Will I feel comfortable? No, you know, you asked me this the other day. Would I feel comfortable going to the NBA game? I, there's not a lot that I could say I'll feel comfortable doing. So, Will you do it? Will you go to dinner? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I would bet no, um, but I'm not ruling you it food out. food to make? Got food. Could always pick pickup? up to go. What about DoorDash? Will you trust not DoorDash anybody, or one No, of hell no. If I'm ordering yeah. food, I'm going to pick it up myself. Me too. I, I would agree there. My so, problem is I don't, I'm kind of empty. I don't have much. Yeah. Uh, I hope that like, a restaurant's going to still operate, some to-go operations. 
You would think, but you just never know. I, I think there's they gotta we're be in a landscape hits. that's yeah, it's changing. Everybody's quickly. taking hits. So we what's feel Purell, the people taking stock doing, John? It's got to be pretty high. It's got to be pretty high. Peloton? Uh, probably. Yeah, that might take another. Well, I'm buying a Peloton. Great, it'll be delivered in August. I, well, I went to the gym this morning and it was yeah relatively empty for what it usually really? is. Now I I did get some. I did have a couple moments where me and just an older, older guy, you know, like 75 plus, would just have this look at each other like we're all thinking the same thing. Like, old guys die from this disease. Like, do we just want to keep our distance? It was just, it's just one of those kind of unspoken. Everyone's kind of, it's just, you you feel it. There, yeah. there is a tension, a yeah. tension with older people right now. No, yeah. That, I In a weird way. I was in line at the say. grocery store, John, on Thursday. There's, it was pretty empty, and um, there was probably, you know, I was at the front of the line. There's probably like five people behind me. This guy and this girl are walking up towards the back of the line, and the guy gets hit with like this emergency cough sneeze. It's like, ah! And he tries to go, what did you, what did you call it, a vampire? It's a vam- vampire sneeze. Into his elbow? I, but I'm not sure the vampire sneeze is the elbow sneeze. I assume it is because everyone's oh, okay. just saying, "Well, just vampire sneeze." Why? Well, I've that's never that. heard that term before. You told me that yesterday. I hadn't heard it till uh, what's it called? I just call it Corona. Candid nineteen. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, COVID. COVID. Just makes you sound COVID. like a doctor, you know? Yeah. So um, I feel it's very fraudulent for non-medical people. Yeah, very, very. So cough guy looks up like he had this reaction like oh my god i bet everyone's looking at me right and he looks up and everyone is looking at him you know uh so there's gonna be a lot of those moments awkward time to be a sneezer a coffer mm. regardless of age i suppressed a sneeze today at the grocery store i, I someone told it. me someone told me the reason little kids are so immune and i talked to uh my cousin who has a couple kids that are like under five he's like when you go to like a kindergarten, these fucking kids are putting their other people's hands in their mouths. Like their bodies are just taking all these d- d- diseases just naturally. That it's a different where their their body's only getting stronger and stronger. It's kind of like an animal. Like if you look at a dog, they can just lick water off the ground like a lion would in the Serengeti and be compl- like it looks at it like Gatorade Zero. Like oh, that was a fantastic sip of water right there. Where you couldn't, I, I couldn't pay me or you $50,000 to put our tongue in like the, the gutter water. And a dog, if it's thirsty, will fucking drink that like it's a cold cup of water. 50000 you say? Would you, you'd put your tongue in gutter water? 50000 And take how many sips? What if you got to like take gulps? You could get question. legit sick. I'd have to do some research ahead of time about the possibility. I, I, I think you, more than likely you would get very sick. I would guess no. I would bet if you no. just. If you just factor in like oil and poop and just all the things that would just be in there, right? Just the particles that again, dogs are unfazed by, and to an <laughs> to a different element, kids are unfazed by. Then I think people like from twenty to forty to fifty are just in the prime, and then you get older people. To me, there's a difference in old, like if you're in your fifties or even sixties, but like when you see a guy at the gym who like looks closer to eighty than he does seventy, you're just like, well, if I'm just carrying this thing, and I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't want to be. And he's kind of looking at me. It's like a staring contest. He's counting contest. on you. Yeah, and then he like he let me go drink first, and Ooh. I'm tempted to like I don't want to. Should I push the water with my elbow? You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. A lot of Bash Brothers 
hi, right. saying hi to people. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not totally opposed. Like, would you be cool if we just transitioned to when you see someone you know just going Bash Brothers? Light elbow tap? Uh, yeah, the nice thing about a fist pound is you don't have to elbow tap. you got to get kind of in there, you know. But do you yeah, think the fist... I don't mind an elbow pound. You, are you tap. ever offended? I saw a couple of people at the Combine that I hadn't seen in a while. And maybe it's just the way I was raised. I went out for a handshake. Now, I, yeah. I'd say the, the Corona at the Combine lightly, lightly existed. It definitely existed, though. It was out there, but, you know, a hundredth of what it is now. Yeah. And I went in for a couple handshakes... The guys I lightly, but again, just out of respect, hadn't seen the guy in a while, and I got fist pounds back. Really, and I was kind of I, I, that kind of pisses me off sometimes, guys. It's interesting. Not, I mean, not I, not in a time like not in a time like this. I totally yeah, understand. Yeah, no, it. I understand. I would say for me, there's there's a line like I'm uh, if I'm gonna handshake you. Well, like I said, I like to go for a handshake hug. Um, but well, let's it's say hard let's, now to let's remember. say I'll, I'll give I'll give you an example. Let's say uh, David Shaw, head coach Stanford. I mean, I, he knows who we are. If I walk by David Shaw today, not Corona like going on, but just three months from now, it's hey, hard to remember coach, what the world was like, John. Yeah, hey, Coach John Middlecoff, good to see you again. I would not go in for a fist pound. I'd put out a hand, right? Right, right. And if he wants to go fist pound, then I have to adapt. It's it's on his terms. But I'm going, and it, but I don't always necessarily. If I just respect you or just. Out of respect, I will put the hand out. And when you go fist pound, like I met Kyle Shanahan one time for a three-minute walk and talk. If the next time I see him, hey, John, good to see you again, I put out my hand and he goes fist pound, I'll get it. But hopefully, I just, I'm going to put out my hand to shake his hand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just the respect. I, I just, I don't like that move when a guy goes fist pound. Now, if it's me and you or me and whoever. Bill Walton only fist pounds because he's got, uh, because, but for, due to physical condition. Yes, yeah, see, I, He's, but again, Bill Walton gets to set it on his terms. Like, I, I well, mean, yeah, even if he didn't want, even if there wasn't a physical reason that he does it, of course. But uh, I, I still yeah. believe, even as times change and society changes, again, this is separate from Corona. That there is still a place for a handshake. Do you think men will be washing their hands still in twenty twenty one? Where would you rate your hand washing just consistently through in life? High, a very very efficient hand washer. Would you say you're? Is that because you tend to be a germaphobe? Uh, I don't think so. I just always remember to wash my hands as a kid, so I just always kept doing it. I'm not even saying bathroom. I'm just saying in general. Like if you're going to eat dinner and you hadn't washed your hands recently, would would you wash your hands? Uh, probably yeah. Especially if it, definitely if I was eating like a hamburger or something like that. So you're on the. I would put you on the high end of men hand washer. Yeah, definitely. I probably would be on the low end of hand washer. We post like, p post public p. You sometimes don't wash your hand. Well, it's, it's not a guarantee because yeah. he, here's where I I will get to. <laughs> I, I've always I've always struggled with this one guy. I knew it. That you go well. If I post pee, don't wash my hand. Again, depending if I'm in a corporate setting or if I'm just at maybe my house. Maybe that's why they don't. Want, they, maybe they know you. That's why they don't want to shake your hand. <laughs> if I'm just at my house in the podcasting form, we're gonna periscope. Right. Does right. it matter as much? I don't know. Because listen to this: if my yeah. wife or girlfriend comes over, we don't like. Okay, let's get down. I don't. She doesn't go. Well, can you stop? Take uh, the loofah and just pull down your pants and wash. That's not the way it works. So that thing has got to be relatively clean because it gets put into use all over the world with a lot of people without that thing getting washed. Yet a man 
just with one hand. I hold with one hand when I pee. The same zip. Might do. Yeah, it's just only one hand. So, do I have to wash the one hand? I feel like Larry you go hand here, behind but... your back. Like if you're holding something in the left hand, I'll go hand behind my back. Pee, and then you just go one weird one hand wash. That's not the most you efficient would, thing. Why is it appropriate though to then use it for? Sexual stuff without it being washed, but after a pee, which is a every human animal naturally pees, and you just move on. Probably because uh, your hand is used for just general contact with a lot of people who aren't consciously making a decision to uh, swap uh, spit, we'll say, with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand. Bodily I, I just, precious bodily fluids? I guess in, in the world pre-corona... I, I've never thought it being a 100% mandate. Now, if you got time, if you're in, more if you're in a rush, like you're kind of late to a meeting, you're late to something. And you a got, meeting you're, you're just, about to start shaking hands at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're right. I mean, this I can 20 be seconds. Again, I, I would say of my peas pre-corona, pre-corona, because now it's like you wash your hands and then you see Purell and you put a little Purell on it, you double down. I would say I'm still relatively high. It's just not a hundred percent. I would say I, I would I'd be closer to eighty than hundred. That's being full disclosure here. Just how about how me. about how about post poop? How about post number two? One hundred percent of the time. Because I yeah. see you. I, that's the one that really like. I see somebody just walk off in the public restroom. When you see someone come out of the out of the stall and walk off, I, that one stops me. Like damn, I, I'll I'll defend that guy's about to hit Burger King. I, I will defend the hype on that. I, I feel like in your lifetime, I can count on like one hand the amount of people I've seen actually just walk straight out. <laughs> really? I've definitely you, seen you, it, though. Like they were sitting? Because to me, if well, the I door's closed see what they were doing and you're there. standing. I don't know what they were doing well, you, there. When, when you're walking in, you usually can see which way their feet are pointing. Yeah, right? but I don't really, you know, I might not have noticed it. I try not to look necessarily. I always, uh, well, as, as someone that, eh, I need to be a solar pooper. And I, I always, I, I perfected this at Cal Poly. There were a couple bathrooms on campus that I knew 1 million percent no other humans knew about. Or maybe yeah. just the mm. one professor in the building that could be solo. And oh, yeah. I prided myself on my life over the years of, at Fresno State, I knew the one bathroom that was secretive. At 95.7, I knew where to go to a bathroom. Easier you went down to the 11th the, floor, the, the floor yeah, below. Yeah, I'd, right? I'd go to a random floor like some... Yeah. Uh, some like up and coming startup, which back, I mean, that might have been like Postmates at its like, you know, in like at the beginning of it, where fuck, they might have taken like our five grand and we might be millionaires right now. Uh, but I just needed a quiet place to get down. And I, I just, I'm like Larry David in that, in his latest episode or a couple of episodes. I just like my quiet in there. I don't do yeah. well. I get stage fright when I see other people. No doubt. But you I know, will like they always can see watch my, my feet. Hands. Then they're going to notice my shoes when I'm out walking around. They're going to know I was in there. If you had to guess what percentage of men don't wash their hands after number two, because that feels low. Yeah, I would. Th- I would think it's low. I feel a lot of t- guys like take pride in that. Like it's like a it's like an operation. You go <laughs> in, pride. you take a reading yeah. material, then you wash. It's like a whole thing. Now the reading material's been flagged Costanza style. Um, I did see. I was watching the news on uh, Wednesday night, which I never do, and um, they had a story about all the closed buffets in vegas and they're interviewing people in vegas and a lot of them obviously they're tourists right and there's this one couple that they seem like they're european and uh they're on their ninth day in vegas 
And the reason they go to Vegas, they love going to the buffets and they have some friends coming to meet them on day 10. Like they're not about to leave Vegas. They are nine days in and just trying all the buffets. So they're pretty disappointed by the news. But you know how sometimes a lot of news stories will end with something random. And the last clip is like, is the, the woman says like, oh, you know, Larry over here noticed, noticed something. And Larry's like, oh, yeah, I've noticed a lot more men washing their hands these days. Ha, 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 ha. And then they cut the story. Um, I wonder if women are aware of that part of male, male culture that like a lot of dude like is that news to a lot of women? It, it might be. You probably. I I, I would. <laughs> I would say yes. I I also quick hot take. Mm. My younger self would slap me in the face. Buffet's a little overrated. A little. You think they're very overrated? I think very but, overrated. But I, but, but I do think it, like they, some higher-end ones do have like legit yeah, options. Th- there are. I'm with you. But to me, it's like it's probably as you've gotten older, you, maybe if you've gotten a little better at portion control, trying not to stuff yourself, you realize that it's financially it's a total loss. Because at the end of the day, there's only so much food you can eat. Yeah. So, yeah, I can have 19 different things. But how, how much of the 19 different things am I eating before I'm – like I wish I could have – I had a – I mean, I, and I can eat a lot, but – uh, I wish I could fully take advantage of a $65 buffet, but I can't. There's no, there is no way. Well, it feels the steak like, you're getting is not a $40 steak if you get a steak. No, see, 100%. It feels like when you walk in, when you're young to a buffet or buffet lovers, you're like a baseball player, and they tell you in this game, you're going to get 15 at-bats. So you're like, fuck yeah, right? I'm going to get... But you actually don't. You get, like anything, you're just getting the same number of bats. Your stomach is your stomach. Yeah. And then, like you said, the shit you're taking because you see... Well, there's pizza, there's pasta, I want some Chinese food, I'll put some pot stickers right on top of this uh, chicken uh, this uh, chicken parm, and then I'll top it off with some ice cream. you got to have some and mac I'll, and cheese. Yeah, and then I'll go a little mac and cheese. Oh, we got some crab legs, I'll put that on top. And then you realize it's not, it doesn't actually work, where you'd be better off spending more money just a legit meal. Yep. But again, I, I do think if you go to the highest end buffet, probably in Vegas or some of these casinos... You could just pick and choose the sweet items that are really nice. I think the ones that probably have the best chance of being worthwhile are like the high-end brunch buffets. If it has like a bottomless mimosa, and it's like you're gonna be there for three hours because it's. Just I would say breakfast. Mimosa breakfast situation. would be the one. And then maybe they transition with a few lunch items, and there's just a lot of. I'm not a seafood guy, but a lot of those will have seafood. Right. That's the other problem is if you don't like seafood. Well, a lot of buffets. There's a lot of buffets that are like. Endless shrimp. It's like, well, that's not doing it for me. Or crabs, the one, like you said. The, the one thing cool about a buffet, though, and I've always, I have a soft spot for this, it does combine two of my favorite foods, pizza and Chinese, as a true fat inside eater. And it's like, you telling me I can go pot stickers, chicken chow mein, and like a slice of pepperoni? Like it, it, in theory, it looks awesome. And even on your plate, you're like, this is heaven. Like if I was on death row, and then you eat it, it doesn't just really work. I would argue that a Chinese buffet is far superior because with pizza, you can just order a full pizza for yourself, and that's more than enough pizza, right? Yeah. Chinese buffet, but like, so I don't need a pizza buffet. Chinese buffet is absolutely, that is the best buffet there is, is a Chinese buffet. Plus, a Chinese buffet is like $9 usually. Even if it's 20 it's worth it. Like because Chinese, s- Chinese is the food, John. You don't order if it's just one of you. If it's just like you or it's two people, you don't order seven things, right? Well, you sort think of like about three think, or four things. Think about this: if you're home alone for the weekend, and let's mm-hmm. just say you get the Chinese food craving, 
Yeah. It's actually a little difficult to order by yourself. It doesn't really work because there's going to be leftovers and the Chinese leftovers can be hit or miss. It, it really is a, a meal to eat with other people. It's actually a perfect family meal, right? Because you can get like three or four boxes and it feeds the family. Where it's, I've done this a couple times, even since I've lived here, and it doesn't really work for a single guy. Even though in theory, you're like, I want chicken chow man, I want some pot stickers, I want some rice. Right. And you get it, you're like, this is way too much fucking like, food. I just spent $53. I know, it, it doesn't work. Let me get you out of here. I saw one thing, and it's just... NFL, what are you talking about? Oh. I just want to talk about the about the kids that getting three weeks off. Oh yeah, we got to talk about the NFL too, though. Okay, were you in a rush? You got somewhere to be? No, I don't. Let's. You want to talk about the NFL first? (laughs) Yeah, hungry. We can talk talk about the kids. Then we'll get to the NFL. Well, the Ohio they get a three week spring break, K through twelve. And while this is a serious deal, probably spring break was coming up anyway. John, is that? Yeah, I think it was starting break time. Starting right now, like maybe starting next Monday. Is that? Once you get to probably over 30, real life stuff starts impacting you. You're in a serious relationship. You're in a serious job. You got a legit 401k. You're, you know, you're trying to buy a home. You're trying to do this. You're trying to buy your own car. Do whatever. And I, real life, I think, really starts sinking in your late 20s, early 30s for most people. Now, some people you meet really mature, really young. But definitely when you're in, high, when you're in like junior high, fucking sixth grade and under, you are oblivious to a lot of things, right? You're fed, you're dropped off, everything's provided for you. Like if you get a baseball glove, it was just bought for you. You know, just your shoe, everything on your body is just purchased for Even your for busiest you. days are like, oh, it's so busy. We got to take them to baseball and then karate and then <laughs> piano lessons. It's like, it's all just he, cool shit. <laughs> yeah, and then the worst is like he has to do his math homework. Again, at home. School, school does suck, but you realize as you get older, it is a cool place to just be around your friends. Right. You know? And there are going to be moments, depending on what grade you are, you're going to be in a lot of classes with a lot of your friends. So it doesn't actually suck that bad. The three-week spring break to a kid, because spring break is always cool unless you like work on like a farm and then it sucks, is got to be like hitting the jackpot for a lot of these kids. Mm-hmm. Three-week spring break, guy. For like, can you imagine being like a junior in high school where you got like a little juice where your parents can leave you alone and you can go hang out with friends? I mean, that's, that's a long time. That's like, of, you know, how long summer? Three, two and a half months? That's the the only problem is unlike summer and unlike regular spring break, your parents are might be home right now with you. That's true. But I mean, don't don't let me rain on that parade. It's uh that impact probably a, a stress for a lot of people who, you know, maybe the kids aren't old enough to take care of themselves and they still have jobs, whatever. It is a stress well, for people. But but for those kids, man, who just can the the if the cabinet is stocked and it's just all day video gaming, which is probably what yeah. a lot of it is. I think that guy. I see people are like cover. Stay in your room. School. Do not leave. You can't go anywhere. So just sit over here and play video games. Okay. Yeah, I see. Pe- I see people that cover the NBA. That I. I mean, I don't know personally that I follow on Twitter. That have to be that their avatar. I assume they're like forty. Maybe they're like early thirties. They're like we're gonna be playing a lot of Xbox for the next month. Again, like I, I'm not anti-video game. I don't play it anymore. And at one point in time in my life, I loved it. But I can't relate to a guy in his Hold 30s on. who plays a lot of Xbox. Let me find Lewis Riddick's tweet here because I saw one from your boy Lewis earlier. Is he a video game player? We should do a podcast. We just read tweets and react to them. <laughs> well, guy, that might be next Thursday. <laughs> so uh, that's hold not on, a terrible. Start, start keeping a. Uh, should we make a folder where we just send tweets to? 
Yeah, people send us tweets you want us to react to. We can call it a, we'll call it takedown. We just take down people's takes. What was Lewis's ham tweet? takedown? I'm looking for it. Hold on, here we go. Uh, boom. Somebody said, um, "Oh, where'd it go?" Basically, Lewis said all he needs right now is. Oh, here we go. P90X, Peloton, PS4. Three of my best friends lately. <laughs> I One thing I'll say with the PS4 and Xbox, some people use those. I don't know if he, he might not be a good example. For like streaming TV and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't remember Lewis being a video game player. I'm guessing he's got Someone, Sunday ticket through. Uh, I, was at, I was at the Combine. And I was out to dinner with some friends from various teams, and this general manager, who's relatively famous, and I was asking one of my friends, I'm like, what's your day like? Like, what do you guys do? He's like, actually, it's a pretty chill environment, you know, like, eight to eight to five, eight to six, and he's like, you know, if certain things come up with your kids, you can leave whenever. It's Everyone's kind of handles their shit. And I was like, what does the boss do? He's like, yeah, he's kind of on the same schedule, too. He's got kids. I'm like, what does he do at night? You know, because every coach in the NFL, the coaches, they were late during the season on like Monday through Wednesday, Monday through. He's like, yeah, you know, if coach needs him, he'll come back. But I, I think he plays a lot of Xbox at night. You dead serious. And I was like, God, I didn't expect that. He's like, yeah, he's kind of a night owl, but you know, he doesn't have much to do. His kids are asleep. I think he plays Xbox. They'll be like, uh, all right, free agency. What do you guys think of Emmanuel Sanders? And the GM would be like, well, he's only an 87 speed. They'll be like, what? Like, I mean, but, uh, I've got him graded as a... But you do realize that if, like, you're under probably, like, 45, and there are a decent amount of GMs in the league that are younger, you did grow up on video games. So it's yeah. like, I probably like shit that other people don't. Like, you just... It's not that... And the video games, if you ever just see a picture of what some of these new games look like, they look... Derek Carr Instagram something this morning, playing, like, with his brother on... Look like Call of Duty, guy. It looked like fucking real Navy SEALs. I I do get it if you like video games. How sweet the graphics are. Yeah. Maybe he's just know. getting ready to, you know, not get ready for free agency, John. I mean, maybe it's not going to happen. Is do you? What would you right now? As we talk about this, uh, NFL league meetings were canceled right at the end of the month. Yeah, the annual meetings. Uh, free agency is next week. I gotta think. Do you think that's getting pushed back? If I had to do a percentage pie chart, I'd go fifty-one no, forty-nine yes, which is a pretty high pie chart for the NFL. Because I think their natural inclination and reaction is always we set the terms. It's just how they've always operated. It does feel like this has gotten a little out of control, where all these teams have had to pull their owners off. Albert Breer had a great tweet. He said, the problem for a lot of teams is they don't want to do something that another team's not doing. It's like competitive disadvantage. Like the NBA, when do you ever hear about like competitive disadvantage in the NBA? It just kind of works together. It's like, yeah, they got LeBron. We don't. We're just going to mm-hmm. lose. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, I bet like Ron Rivera thinks like next year, why, if we just do a couple things right, why couldn't we compete for the playoffs? Like with the Redskins, right? I mean, that's just all these guys are thinking like that. And it's like, I'm not pulling my scouts off until all these other teams do it. It's just, there's always this, this hesitancy. And I was talking to, uh, when the winter meetings for baseball were in San Diego, DJ went there and he's like, he just interviewed like seven GMs. Daniel Jeremiah. The sticks. Daniel Jeremiah. And he's like, you know, what's really cool. And I, I talked to him on the phone about it when he, after he did it, he's like, 
these guys don't really know who I am, and they just were cool. It was just there wasn't like this secrecy. Like mm-hmm. a guy, I, I'm at the combine with guys I know, and I can tell it's like you're just having an off the record conversation. It's like guys, I'm not gonna fucking spill the beans here on Twitter, but there's just this secrecy with football because of competitive elements where the difference between the Eagles and the Redskins, you would say on paper looks like a lot, but in to Howie, he thinks, fuck, we're one bad move away. They're one right move away from passing us, you know, where I don't think like the Lakers are worried about the Suns (laughs) or the, the Yankees aren't worried about the Orioles. Well, that's just not the case in the NFL. You're kind of freaked that you're just keeping an eye on everybody. Right. Right. So that's, that to me makes it a, like there's it's harder to be uniformed in football. Like the league has to do it because I think the owners and the GMs will just wait and keep operating like no, and are prepared and have no problem doing it. To, to me, the thing that would make it hard, even if it even if they wanted to continue, is when you do contracts, you got to get physicals, and to get a physical, you got to get on a plane and fly to a team, right? Yes. Right. Like you just yeah. Like that to me would be one of just the basic kind of roadblocks here. Now, you can get on planes and fly to teams, and uh, you can use private planes, and I, I don't know, I assume there are some doctors, your team doctors available to do that work, but I wonder if that in and of itself. And then you brought something up to me earlier when we were talking about it. Just even if the NFL could pretty easily execute free agency, do they want to be kind of going about their business as if nothing's changed while everyone else around them kind of the world has stopped that to me is a million dollar and i'm not going to use the word bad look but is it just the wrong thing to do yeah is tom brady signing with the titans next week and it being one of the biggest stories ever what you want or is there a way to look at it well you could just you could own the day because typically if tom brady had signed let's say thursday is that the 18th is that when free agency technically starts or is it wednesday Uh, i think it's wednesday wednesday yeah, Wednesday the 18th. I guess March Madness would have been Thursday and Friday, but don't you think there would have been a lot of signings Thursday and Friday? That's usually how it happens. They don't all just happen on Wednesday. Some of the big right. guns do, but I think you could easily justify pushing it back a couple of weeks. Because the one thing you know now is you're not competing against anybody for the next month, right? You got open fucking highway, right? Because I think usually this is set. Well, now it's like you can be kind of uh, – Who'd you say that said they could be? Oh, you said Cuban kind of said, well, we got some time. You yeah, know? yeah. Like the NFL, you well, got They can some be time. nimble is what he said. Couldn't the NFL be nimble with this? Like what is really their rush? Well, I mean, the draft is scheduled for when? I mean, that's, a whole, that's another one, which I got to think that can happen without. You don't need to do that in public in Vegas. You can. That's well, late what, April, you, right? But couldn't you easily move the draft back to May, mid, you yeah. know, early May? Yeah. Usually, those uh, the first phase of OTAs starts a couple weeks after free agency. If you had to guess right now, do all the teams that report early, you know, the new coaches, it's always like a week early. Do you think that happens right now? Or is I think everything's going to get pushed back. Because it just seems kind of easy. It's like, like you said, NFL free agency is going to be a huge story no matter when they do it. So if you can move it back and just make kind of feel like you're doing the right thing and not actually – like, they're not hurting the – NFL free agency is a business from a media standpoint. Like, that's business, right? Clicks and TV and all that. But that's the other thing is what if NFL Network's like, hey, if we're going to cover free agency guys, like, we need a, 
a staff of people at the NFL Network Studios. That's a lot of people we got to bring in. We don't want to do that. Is it safe for us to – why don't we not do that, and then we can cover everything fully? I saw PFT, uh, Florio, not commenter. (laughs) Now, uh, you know, PFT commenter, I think, is now a bigger deal than – when I type in pro football talk, I'm like, I always get it wrong at first. But, like, they're not doing their PFT live show because they do it from NBC and they have a staff involved, right? So just – that like ESPN free agency shows, are they going to have a full staff on staff for? I, I, all I think that I think you put. I hearing you talk, I think you one hundred percent push it back two weeks, each two weeks, right? You just say, hey guys, we're going to give a two week buffer here, and the same thing. Like instead of the eighteenth, it just starts two weeks from the eighteenth, and the moratorium is three days before that, or something like. And the draft from that date, two weeks. And if we got to pivot more, we'll pivot more. I think it's pretty easy for the NFL because you're not in a rush. Like, the one thing, there is some time for basketball is not really on their side in the sense of you can't just have, you can't take two months off and then just start playing immediately. There is an acclimation process. How much has everyone worked out? You know, some of these guys, like if I'm LeBron, I want a week to kind of just get ready again. You know, they say, like, there's a reason spring training happens before the season because you need to get ready for pitching. Basketball, like, these guys are in the peak of their powers right now, right? Super locked into the season. In football, like, nothing's fucking happening. Nothing. You, you follow some of these players on Instagram and Twitter, I mean, they're all over the place doing who knows what. It's just, this is their screw-around time. Mm-hmm. And even football, the football staffs, like the draft and free agency, well, all the hay's in the barn for free agency in terms of the information you've gathered, the players that you can afford, what potential trades you can make. Like, you do, if you don't know that by March 12th, I'm not saying it's going to work out for you. I'm just saying your plans. Okay, when I was in the NFL, we started working in free agency in like November. We'd have free agency meetings during the season. They 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 are they are mapped out by the time you go to the combine so your general manager and your contract people can meet. So that everything's set. Now the draft a lot of pro days are getting canceled. Yeah. You know some, pl- so maybe some that players does to, you're right, that does need to get pushed back then. Like Michigan canceled their pro day tomorrow. The who's the the tall receiver for Clemson? T. Higgins, I think is his name. Something Higgins. He's like tall, long guy. If it's yeah, he's not. Who's he the was, freshman? I mean, the sophomore. Who's yeah, it's not guy? him. It's the okay, guy that's yeah, draft eligible, and he's yeah. coming out. He uh, he didn't do that much of the combine, and then I saw today like he like jumped thirty inches on the vertical, like it was ugly. But some of these players at some of these schools probably either were injured or wanted to wait till their pro day, and don't have information. Now, I, I saw Albert Brewer tweeted out something that like, fuck, I, I would love for all the pro days to get canceled so we could just draft off, you know, the tape, <laughs> like the meetings we had during the season. This is this is kind of over uh, – y- you just can overthink yourself. You know, paralysis by analysis, that is kind of – free agency isn't as much because you're just talking about players in the league. Like there's not like – how good is this guy? A character guy? No, he's, his name's Tom Brady. Coach, like that's. Did you see um, the Brady theory that Simmons has? That I guess he said a while ago he thinks Brady's doing all of this just for a documentary, and he'll be back on the Patriots. Well, and then did Brady the did announce that he has one nine nine studios, which is a reference to his draft position. And they will be doing me, documentaries. It got me thinking that. 
when you have cool shit that happens to you, you just when you get rich, you just name all your your LLCs right. and your companies. So you do like The Rock is like seven bucks production because he has seven dollars in his pocket. Like, what is ours? What would be yours? Like, I I promo code hit him? me when he. No, but when he did like one nine nine, like that is like that was his draft spot. I just oh. mean like if you know Haberman, like what was there a moment like uh right right like Valley pick Pride last LLC. for pickup hoops pick last for hoops <laughs> yeah. productions <laughs> kid from the Valley Inc. You know uh, uh, da- da- uh Davis Pride LLC like I, what what are yeah. my cool like moments no fast twitch muscles productions yeah wasn't paid for uh for flowers dot com. LLC. 4030 Eyesight <laughs> Productions. You know, it's so easy when you're like, I'm a billionaire, but I started with 25 cents. And then I named yeah. my company 25 Cents Inc. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah. those guys always have something cool. I just don't Back feel hair like productions. Cool. Yeah, I don't ever have cool shit. Like, 957 uh. fired me. What's up now, motherfuckers? LLC. Is that too long? Uh, Raiders Post Game Productions. <laughs> yeah, Chip Kelly sucks ass. Ink. Could have been a GM. Ink. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's hard. But didn't yes. really want to grind that bad. Ink. Because because everything's working like, out fine. Productions. Yeah, you think it was kind of cheesy, and then you're like, you know, one nine nine product. That's kind of cool. Well, I, I always laugh when you, whatever show you watch, well, you watch a show, right? It'll be like there's like seven different production companies involved, and oh, each production it's outrageous is now. an inside joke or a picture of somebody's kid. Right. It's outrageous now, yeah. So it's just like like uh, just some random inside joke. It's always a kid in a tub with like bubbles on their head, and then uh, Blue Cat Productions. Well, maybe that's where we do like pig vomit ink or something. Pig you know, vomit uh, ink, but so- yeah. something that means something that but it has a little ring to it, like uh, sledge yeah, sledgehammer. I- yeah, Sledgehammer Inc. Or what was uh, Be the, the Rock LLC? Was that? <laughs> be the rock, be, yeah. like, I'm serious. That, like, that kind of works. Yeah. yeah, Be the Rock Productions. <laughs> Wasn't that your uh, thing that you we put sh- up on the wall? It was one of the fake motivational posters I put up at the radio station. Yes, that stayed up for if, a long time, long after we were gone. If if we could do it over, I would have done some as well, and done like legitimate ones, but wrote them the opposite way. Like one of the big ones in Fresno State was, and this is a classic football one or motivational one: be the hammer, not the nail. Mm-hmm. Like, like something like uh, always, always be nailing the hammer, or just just fuck around yeah. with sayings and just put exactly. them up all over. And people just like, oh yeah, this is motivational, even though it's completely wrong. Like uh, dogs that are full don't need to eat. You know, that's right. That was Har- Harbaugh's always like hungry dogs eat first. And that was right, a Pat Hill right. one too. But just like right. dogs Sa- full. satiated dogs take naps. <laughs> exactly. And then just people walk by it and it's always like, oh, wow. There'd be yeah. the one smart guy who's like, what the fuck is the, this? The, the, the thing to do would be to put up fake company guidelines. They'd be, they'd be say like, you know, uh, the company recommends 15 minute naps every two hours at your desk. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Just like, like put them in the kitchen by all like the hand washing posters. Or, or, or exactly, it would be like, be sure to expense three of your five lunches throughout the week. Yeah. <laughs> Please leave dirty dishes in the sink. People will follow. Like, Feel free to grab Bur- whatever you want out of the fridge. People make fun of Burgundy, but I would say that most people, when you just say things, they just read them and do them exactly. 
Or just people to get me, so they don't even get read. Office. They just get ignored. And the only people that would notice them are people that don't work in the office that just swing by. They're the ones that notice things. As long if like what I learned with I, here, actually everybody that's out there right now, this is a bad time to do this because some of you just are at home for a while. But when you go back to work, make a fake post, motivational poster, get a general picture, come up with a stupid slogan, put it up. If it lasts for a week, it'll last for two years. Now, if it gets pulled down in the first week, it was too obvious. But if it lasts a week, everyone then, it'll just be become part of the environment. People will stop noticing it, and it will be up for a long time. I have something that I, that I put by, well, that I walk into my office, and I never even look at it. But I, in theory, I bought it to motivate. And it yeah. says, to just be aggressive. Fortune right. favors the brave. Right. How would, you, how would the Haberman anomics flip that around? Uh, you can add a word here or there too. Yeah, that's that's like, a good question. Um, so it would be first of all, you'd have to start with a. Uh, maybe I would go with an insensitive image, so like the old logo for the Atlanta Braves. Okay, right. Chief and Wahoo it, was at the Indians. Oh yeah, or, or, no, go Chief Wahoo, Chief Wahoo. Okay. This might be too obvious, so we might have to rework this. But you start with something like that, right? Um, and. Uh, or, or how about what was the actress? Wasn't her name like Fortune? Wasn't there a movie? To, to, to me, you could go with Chief Wahoo, and then you could flip it to something like the Braves. The the brave are not always fortunate, or something like that. The brave. You, you see, you can't use trigger words that would like whoa. Like you can't ever use like a yeah. You a can't racist see the, or no, something. No, the Chief Wahoo might get out. too much attention. Yeah. Um. It's it's also the, risky the key, if you tell here's the key tell too, people John, at your office about this and it goes wrong. It could be a fire. Well, I didn't tell anybody. I don't even think I told you, did I? When I started putting I, these up, you might have did a while ago. You got you have to have tight lips because you have to have somebody else wrong. that also appreciates the joke. Key here the, yeah. the the thing that made the posters I put up I thought good was that they were inside jokes that made fun of people in the building that didn't know they were make, being made fun of. Like that's the key to the whole thing. Otherwise, you know what I mean. Like that to me was the fun of it. Is one of them was a reference to a botched negotiation. Uh, I've told the story before with John Lund. Um, one of them was a reference to being beholden to your um, broadcast partners. Uh, so I don't remember what. Uh, oh, partners do what partners do, and that was a photo of uh, Brokeback Mountain uh, horse riders. <laughs> one one time, one time guy. <laughs> I got yelled at. I got a phone call at my house for calling the Coliseum a dump. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Yeah. That, that happened. Imagine that. Phone call somebody who said, don't say that. Yeah, that is insensitive. Yeah. There are when partners. The, and it, the reality is, someone with the Raiders. The tenants, said, hey. the tenants want people to I know think, they're a dump. They want a new stadium. Well, that, I said, are, are, are we really having this conversation? That's when I knew, like... This is not going to end pretty. This is kind of down the home stretch, probably with a couple months to go looking back because it was in baseball season in the summer. When I had that conversation, I went, life is too short to be around this level of moron. And the, the on his side was so fucking serious. But again, like you said, it's hard to explain. Like these posters, we don't even know if he could have read the poster, so it's it's hard to even bring people in on the inside <laughs> fun 
without quite being able to grasp the human. Uh, John, one other thing here. I, I do want to follow up just because I mentioned the a few people having ideas about giving seniors their year back. Now, maybe it, it might just not have been clear to me earlier, so I apologize if it wasn't clear to me what, what they were talking about, but I have seen more people add on. Like the base, like not necessarily the basketball players, but like baseball players whose season is getting canceled two weeks in, they should get their senior year back. Um, I think I'd be good with that. I guess they'd have to go to grad school, but what about that? I don't mind it. I'd be open to that. So I just want to clarify that. If you heard it earlier in the podcast and were like, no, you idiots, this is what they were talking about. That There's the correction. Can I give you something? I just saw Shams tweet this out. This is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love has donated $100,000 to the arena support staff affected by the... Like wow. That, to me, is... like uh, Every NBA player that has over a $50 million contract, it's such an easy one. I, I give him... I mean, it's just... Yeah. I mean, I, he's, he's got a $120,000 watch, right? So, And I'm not saying that he owes anybody anything, but... Uh, it's just, it's just what high-level people do in a situation where you have... And these NBA players, unlike a lot of... I mean, they have a stupid amount of wealth. It, it really is... Good for him, man. Just kind of a no-brainer. I know. Good for K-Love. K-Love, ham pot, I don't know if we've ever said anything bad, but we'll never say anything bad about you. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I can't promise, but in all likelihood, we'll, we'll keep it classy. All right, um... Podcast. Stay safe. We plan to continue the podcast per regular. This is, uh, you know, time to time to get. Re- I, I would imagine a lot of media people. I, here, can I give you one prediction for next week, John? You're going to get a lot of people making fake brackets, candy, movies, gangster movies, cars, a lot of fake fake brackets coming next week. I would imagine cereals. I, yeah, I mean, I, those to me are cheesy when they when the actual March Madness is going on. I I, I'm, I won't be prepared. I I only want to see brackets with real teams on it. It's gonna hurt. I I can't. I I can't get behind that. All right, uh, I'm with you. Okay, on that note, keep eating. See ya. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.